0: Welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Hello there, my friends, and welcome back to episode 96 of Wellness Your Way. I'm so happy, as always, that you've chosen to pop in your earbuds and give me a listen today. I am committed to giving you some excellent content that will help change your life as usual. And if you're feeling particularly time crunched right now, this is a great episode for you. I've got a two-minute hack to improve your health after your meals, a tasty drink that improves your health even as you sip it, and a four-letter acronym that will help you build a healthy meal every time. If you've ever felt kind of like you know what healthy foods are, but you're unsure how to put them together, like Should it be broccoli and tomatoes or tofu with salmon or nuts and avocado? Then this episode is for you. Let's dive in. In health news you can use, this study might be old news for many of you who have been following along for a while. But if you know it and you just aren't practicing yet, consider this a reminder. So many of you sent me this study that I just had to review it here on the podcast. This is a meta-analysis that was actually published in Sports Medicine in February 2022. But because the New York Times just published on it a few weeks ago, it's getting a lot of renewed attention, which is great. The punchline here, or what they actually showed in the meta-analysis, which is like a study of studies. They're looking through the results of several, in this case, seven studies. And what they found or the punchline is that research showed that just two to five, two, three, four, or five minutes of walking after a meal was enough to positively impact blood sugar, which is pretty amazing for those of us who think like, oh, if I'm not gonna go for a 30 minute walk, I might as well not go. And then maybe we get that down to like 20 in our brains or something like that. But no, two to five minutes is enough. Now, if you've been around for a long time, you know I've always recommended a 10-minute walk. And frankly, the research does show that the 10-minute walk is even better than the two to five-minute walk. But if I had a dollar for every time that I've suggested to people to just do two minutes of exercise to increase your energy, to build strength, to stabilize blood sugar. I would just be buying every single one of you listeners a a standing desk or a treadmill or something with all my hard-earned cash because that number is a lot. I've been over here shouting from my rooftops. Two minutes is enough. And finally, the New York Times is shouting from their rooftop with me, and I couldn't be more excited about it. It sounds too good to be true in a lot of cases, but hear me just one more time. Anything. Is So much better than nothing and moving your body, stimulating your muscles, getting your blood flow going, getting your lymph circulating literally for just two to five minutes is enough to have positive impact. It is so beneficial and it's so doable. Even for those of us who feel like we're super busy, every minute of the day is scheduled. We can make time for two minutes. So what I try to do several times a week, maybe three times a week or so. I try to schedule what I consider like an actual walk of 20 to 30 minutes after lunch. And I have really adjusted my schedule over the past couple of years to make that feasible for me. But oftentimes, many, many times a week, it just won't fit into my schedule and that's okay. So what I'll do after lunch, it even if I'm just like shoving lunch down, by the way, in two minutes, which isn't ideal. Uh, but I just say that to tell you that I'm not perfect. And I'm not over here having a luxurious like 60 minute lunch every day or something like that. So if it feels unrealistic. Again, you can do this. So I'll shove down my lunch as enjoyably as possible, hopefully. And then I'll just pace around my office for two minutes, literally. Or I'll walk up and down the stairs in my home office or in my regular office a few times up and down the stairs is great. Your leg muscles and your glutes are some of your bigger muscles, so that's going to be super impactful. I'll do 20 squats. That's actually great, a great amount of movement uh, to get that glucose shuttling into your muscles. If I literally don't even have time for those, I'll just stand for my next Zoom call. I try throughout the day to alternate standing and sitting. I'm usually on 10 to 12 maybe Zoom calls per day. um, And I'll just sit for one, stand for one, sit for one, stand for one. And that alternating is really ideal. So I'll just try to have a standing one after lunch when possible. But my point here isn't so that you mimic what I'm doing exactly. My point is just to tell you Anything matters. After your next meal, two minutes of dancing around, of squatting, of planking, of walking up and down the stairs, of doing the dishes, of pacing around, of folding your laundry, of getting outside, of whatever you can do, two minutes matter. And I'll challenge you to try to implement this for as many meals as possible for a week. Not only will you know that you're doing something great for your blood sugar, whether you're measuring it or not, But I can almost guarantee you will have more energy after doing this. So that's your challenge. If you're interested in more of these blood sugar hacks and you missed my free masterclass from a couple weeks ago, the feedback was so good on that that I just decided to give it away to everyone for free. So you can go to the link in the show notes. For those of you who don't know how to find the show notes, I know I say this often, but I get emails every single week asking where the show notes are. So wherever you are on your podcast player, where you see like play and pause and all that, just keep scrolling down, scroll down below that. And you'll see the links that we cultivate for you every single week. You'll see them right there. Uh, And one of those links will be for you to get access to the free blood sugar masterclass. If you can't find the show notes for whatever reason, you can put in bit.ly. So it's bit.ly slash sos class. SOS stands for smoothing out spikes. Those are blood sugar spikes. And bit.ly links are case sensitive. So bit.ly is lowercase bit.ly slash capital S, capital O, capital S, lowercase class, C L A S S. So bit.ly slash capital S O S. Lowercase class, you're going to get access instantly to my free blood sugar masterclass with a bunch of hacks that will help you control your blood sugar. I hope you enjoy. And Megan Recommends, you might remember several months ago when I went to three health conferences in a row, three weekends in a row. And if you don't remember that, you can head back to episode 83 to hear my top 10 insights from those conferences. You can get a lot of the benefit of the learning without having to travel to all three of those different cities, although I loved it. One of the insights, though, that came from the conferences for me that didn't make that list of 10 was a new drink I've been enjoying almost every day since then. It's called Good Idea. And they were giving away at these conferences, they'll give away all kinds of samples and stuff like that. And I'm usually like, "Eh, no, thank you. Or I'll try it once or whatever. But I promise you, I probably stockpiled like 10 of these Good Idea drinks when I was there over four days because I was so impressed by the ingredients by the taste, and most importantly, by the function. Good Idea is a sparkling water that comes in a can, and it tastes a little bit like berries, like a very mild berry taste, but it's less flavorful than like LaCroix or Spindrift or something like that. It's, it's a little bit milder of a taste. But why I love it, aside from the taste, which is good and refreshing and nice, why I really love it though is the functional ingredients. It has a solid dose of chromium, which is great for your metabolism and blood sugar stability, and it has some amino acids for muscle recovery. So chromium and amino acids are great benefits here. It does have, and they advertise on the can that it has some potassium for electrolytes and zinc for immune health, and those are great, but honestly, the dosages of these are so low in the water that I don't really consider them benefits here. I'm drinking this for like a fun new twist on water, but most importantly for the chromium and the amino acids, it's designed to give you a nice little gentle energy boost. It doesn't have any caffeine at all though. So it's definitely not a jittery energy boost and you won't feel energy. Like if you down a triple espresso, it's not even close to that it's just like a subtle, mild energy boost. And I have tested it with different foods on my continuous glucose monitor. And it really does help my body have a more moderate blood sugar response to a lot of foods. So if you're looking for a fun and functional drink to add to your lineup, I recommend trying good idea. One more caveat, it is a bit expensive. So if you're someone who like Down's 10 cans of sparkling water per day. You'll probably want to stick with another variety for nine of those cans. But if you're looking for like a once a day functional pick me up, give good idea a try. My favorite flavor is the Vidalin, they call it wild raspberry flavor. And I'll put the link to good idea in the show notes. So check it out. All right, my friends, it's time for the veggies of the matter. And this is a really important one. So if you're drifting off somewhere, come back to me and listen up. We're talking today about what defines a healthy meal, which sounds pretty obvious, but honestly, it's not. Many of us know that a donut is a less healthy breakfast than a veggie omelet or something like that. But why? I get asked so often how do I put together these healthy foods into a complete meal that is balanced and will keep my blood sugar stable and will make me feel energized and will protect my long-term health and will help me reach my health goals and will taste good and all of this stuff. And I'm going to help you with that today. So what I'm going to do is lay out the five components of a healthy meal, and then I'm going to give you a four-letter acronym that I know you can remember that will help you structure your meals from here on out. So the five components of a healthy meal. Number one is antioxidants and micronutrients. Big words, but we'll go through what they mean. And you've probably heard them before. You just might not be sure yet what they mean. You can think of these antioxidants and micronutrients as like fancy words for all the good stuff in plants. All the good stuff in plants are antioxidants and micronutrients and fiber, uh, which we'll get to in a moment. But antioxidants specifically are molecules that help your body deal with inflammation. They actually reverse oxidative stress, which then oxidative stress leads into inflammation. But you can just think of antioxidants as helping you reduce inflammation. And these are found in the deeply colored vegetables and fruits. So think of like berries and kale and beets and cabbage and bell peppers. All those kind of things are rich in antioxidants, which help your body deal with inflammation. And micronutrients is like a broader category. So a lot of the micronutrients are antioxidants, but there are other nutrients as well. Micronutrients means small. Micro means small. Nutrient means good for you. So these are good for you things that we need in a small quantity versus macronutrients, which are protein, fat, and carbs. We need those in a larger quantity. But here we're talking about micronutrients and all plant foods have micronutrients. This is like magnesium in leafy greens and vitamin C in an orange. These nutrients are involved in almost every single biological process in your body. They give us more energy. They help with digestion. They help our eye health, our brain health. They help regulate gene expression. Like everything basically in your body is governed by one or multiple micronutrients. So category one, or component one, antioxidants and micronutrients. This is all the good stuff in plants. Now, category two is fiber. Fiber is an indigestible form of carbohydrates. So this is why I don't encourage people to look at total carbohydrates. You can go back and listen to the episode on how to read labels. If you're concerned about total carbohydrates, I'll help you get unconcerned about that and help you look at what to um, look at on the label instead. But fiber is an undigestible or indigestible form of carbohydrates that just doesn't get absorbed the same way normal carbs do. And instead, it helps feed our gut bacteria. Our gut bacteria are critical for our gut health. It's not just about what we think of as gut health, which is like having healthy bowel movements and not being constipated or bloated and things like that. That stuff's important too. But even more, our gut health is critical for our immune health. For our mental health, our gut and our brain are so closely linked. There's something called the gut-brain axis that's very, very, uh, those two organs are in, well, the gut is not just one organ, but those two systems are in constant communication. About 80% of your serotonin is found in your gut, and they're just so closely linked. So your gut health is not just about digestion and elimination, it's about your whole body health for sure. And fiber is one of the best things we can do for our gut health. The USDA dietary guidelines, the most recent version stated that 90% of women and 97% of men, do not get the recommended dietary intake for fiber. So we, as a country, are severely lacking in fiber. And honestly, I think the dietary guidelines are too low to begin with. So we need lots of fiber. Fiber's found in vegetables. It's found in things like flax seeds and chia seeds and all of those kinds of wonderful things. Fruits as well, beans, all of that kind of great fibrous stuff. Protein is the third component. Protein is a macronutrient. Remember we just said micronutrients we need in small quantities, macronutrients like protein we need in large quantities. And this is honestly the macronutrient that most of my clients fall the shortest on. I'm going to link in the show notes to an episode that just aired recently about how much protein you need. Uh, So if you're considering that or curious about that, you can go back and head to that episode or the blog post as well. But protein is critical for body composition and satiety and bone health and immune health and heart health and wound healing so much. So we definitely need protein in a meal. Component number four is healthy fat. And Many of us, myself definitely included, lived through the 90s where we heard fat is bad, fat makes you fat, all this kind of stuff. But that is like so outdated. There are, of course, healthier types of fat. So I'm not encouraging you to like have double bacon cheeseburgers every single day. But we do need healthy fat in our meals to help keep us satiated, to help absorb the nutrients, to keep our hair, skin and nails healthy, to support brain health. So many of these processes rely on healthy fat. So again, I have an episode in a blog post about healthy fat and how much to get and what sources to get it from. And I'll link those in the show notes. And then finally, component number five is actually something to minimize or a few things to minimize. I like to focus mostly on things to add in, but component number five is just to have a minimal to zero, if you want, amount of added sugars refined grains, low-quality oils, and inflammatory foods. And if you're curious about any of those, I'm going to link the blog post for this week, which is components of a healthy meal. And I'm going to go in, or I do go into more detail in that blog post about all of these things and why we're trying to minimize. It's not an all-or-nothing mentality, which I'll get into in a moment, But we do want to minimize those added sugars, refined grains, low-quality oils, and inflammatory foods for the most part. So now, we've learned antioxidants and micronutrients and all of this kind of stuff. How do we actually put it together into a healthy plate? All I need you to remember is VVFP. This stands for very, very filling plate. Or, what it really stands for is veggie, veggie, fat, protein. This is the key here VVFP, veggie, veggie, fat, protein. This is your four letter formula to put together a healthy meal. So, how do we actually put this on a plate? We're going for two servings, about a fist size serving. So, Just think about balling up your fist and imagining plopping your fist on a plate. That's one serving of vegetables. So if you have a mound of cauliflower rice, that's about a fist size, or you have a big salad that's like four fist sizes or something like that. That's one serving in the cauliflower rice, four servings in the salad. It's one serving for one fist size. And we're going for two of those, VVFP, VV2Vs. We want two servings of vegetables on the plate. Then we're going for about one serving of healthy fat and at least one serving of protein. Protein serving is about the size of the palm of your hand. So VVFP, veggie, veggie, fat, protein. These are the foundations of a healthy meal. And many meals that you already consider healthy will already follow this formula. For example, an omelet with spinach, broccoli, and mushrooms. The omelet might have two fist sizes of those spinach, broccoli, and mushrooms. So that's VV. The egg yolks have fat for F and the egg whites have protein for P. Right there, you got VVFP. You might have a big salad with tons of veggies and shrimp and hemp seeds and balsamic vinegar and olive oil. And that um base of the salad, so the lettuce with other veggies, that's at least two-fifth sizes of vegetables, so VV. You've got your hemp seeds and your olive oil for your F, and your shrimp and your hemp seeds for your P for protein. Another example would be like a cauliflower fried rice, in quotes, with tofu and veggies. You're going to get at least two fist sized servings of cauliflower and veggies like peas and carrots and whatever else is in your fried rice. You might cook that in sesame oil or olive oil. That's going to give you the F and then your tofu is going to give you the P or one last example, something simple like lettuce wraps with deli, turkey and hummus and avocado and tomato. And maybe you're feeling fancy and you throw some sprouts on there. So your lettuce and tomato and sprouts, that's your VV, your avocado is your F and your turkey and hummus is your P you've got VVFP in every single one of those. So it doesn't have to be too complicated. What I need you to remember and strive for this week is to have that VVFP meal. Now I have two notes about this, and then I'll let you go create your next VVFP meal. The first note is you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, VVFP, that's all I can eat for the rest of my life? What about fruit and donuts and rice and pasta and chocolate and all of this other stuff. Don't worry. I don't believe that meals have to be only VVFP. VVFP is what we need. VVFP is the base of every healthy meal, but we can add on from there. So we don't have time to talk about it today, but in my Revitalize Health Accelerator, I teach members every single day how to add in what I call bonuses, which are like fruit and rice, and extras, another category, which are like the donuts and pasta. We can add those in while still keeping balance and reaching our goals, but we have to be strategic about it. The meal starts with VVFP, and then we add those bonuses and extras according to the formula that I teach inside the Revitalized Health Accelerator. So I will always include the link in the show notes to the Revitalized Health Accelerator. I am still accepting applications into Revitalize. So if you're looking for a fresh new start for the fall, if you're looking to get a little more guidance, if maybe now you have some time to focus on yourself now that the kids are in school, it's a really great time to join the Revitalize Health Accelerator. The price will unfortunately go up again when we get to January of this year. So now is your time to get in. You can apply very simply uh, at the link in the show notes, which is thelionshare.org slash revitalize. So that's note number one. It doesn't have to be only VVFP. Note number two is that the order of the food can actually make the meal more healthily. So if you are gonna include those extras like donuts or pasta, do you eat them first or do you eat them last? That's a pop quiz. If you don't know the answer, you're going to really benefit from listening to that free blood sugar masterclass that I mentioned earlier. And again, I will post the link in the show notes, or you can go to bit.ly slash SOS class. SOS is all capital. Class is all lowercase. All right, my friends, you've learned about the five components of a healthy meal. You've learned your four-letter acronym, VVFP, and you are off and running. Enjoy your healthy meals. well, hi there, friend. Do you feel pretty good, but not great? Are you trying so many things for your health, but you're just not sure which ones to focus on? Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed with your health and maybe even throw in the towel because nothing really feels like it's working? I've been there. And after getting to the other side for myself, I've helped thousands of people get there too. I promise you, there is a better way than trying to research and try all of this on your own. There is a step-by-step system I've proven with over 8,000 hours of one-to-one coaching, and you can do this in a positive way. I call that way the Revitalize Health Accelerator. The podcast, the blog, and all the other information I put out there are the why and the what to do for your health. You can think of Revitalize as the how. I walk you through every single step of revolutionizing your life, and I'm here to support you and keep you accountable every step of the way. Every single woman who has been through the Revitalized Health Accelerator has raved about it. Women who have been struggling with their health, their body image, their energy levels, weight, bloating, sleep, digestion, emotional eating, so much more for decades, they finally feel amazing. Take it from them. Revitalize is the last health program you will ever need. If you're ready to feel empowered and energized about your health, head on over to www.thelionsshare.org slash revitalize to learn more about the program. And let's chat to see if you're a good match to be the next reveler. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way, my friends. Your call to action today is to have your next meal be a VVFP meal. Don't let that knowledge go to waste. Implement it right now. Now that you remember what VVFP stands for, share that with a friend, share it with your family, challenge each other to make a VVFP meal. As you do that, it will become more and more natural. I cannot wait to hear what delicious, tasty, filling, healthy VVFP meals you come up with. And I hope you have another amazing week. Thanks for listening, my friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week. The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the Lion Share website.